Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, senders? Welcome back to the segment podcast. And if you're new here... Welcome to the segment podcast. This is episode 140 with Naomi Salgado, aka Homie Naomi, as she is known on the Instagram world. She is a phenomenal Southern California writer who has just picked up the sport not too long ago, but her passion and hard work for our sport has taken her from beginner to shredder if you take a look at her instagram homie naomi you'll see what i'm talking about she is logging a ton of airtime on some of our most difficult and scary trails and she would probably qualify as a park rat <laughs> if, if you were to ask her she'd probably say she does but she is sending it and having a blast let's get you guys over to the show so you guys can hear her story and before we do big thanks going out to the supporters of the segment podcast and i do want to encourage you to take a look at the show notes because a lot of these companies are offering discount codes kind of throughout the season or drop in new gear and these links will help take you over there and sometimes some of the companies aren't giving a discount but i believe in the product and the value that it will bring to you so i put it up there big thanks going out to yt industries yt live uncaged tasco mtb apparel uh, tasco is made by writers for writers i'm always rocking something of theirs when i'm on the trail spy optic keeping our eyes protected and clear vision wise on and off the trail in lifestyle sport or even now as i age prescription eyewear they have it all under one umbrella etney's shoes the little skater kid in me is just so excited to be working with etney's because etney's does make mountain bike shoes and they have a new michelin sole that is so grippy for flats they do offer clipless and it's a very cool design that I'm sure you're going to love. And they actually even worked with 3M for some cool technology on a lot of these shoes. 6D helmets. That's right. 6D, six dimensional. If you take a look at them, because we know it's not if we're going to crash, it's when. We definitely want to protect our heads. 6D has dumped a ton of money into research and development on rotational impact and just keeping us CTE free, as free as we can be with our crazy sport and uh, while we're out there having fun. Also, Kenda Tires, keeping the rubber side down with Kenda Tires. I'm currently running the Pinner Pro, which were developed for Southern California riding, which is that loose over hard. 
and I got the Hellcats in the back, which is real fun for the speed. Also, new to the segment podcast this year in 24 is Mother Earth Brew Company. My favorite beer from Mother Earth is the Cali Creamin. And there's nothing like having a fun, nice cold brew with your crew after a ride. And if you decide to do that, trailside, drink responsibly. Finally, and new to the podcast this year is Pelly Bike Care. Pelly Bike Care, take pride in your ride with their eco wash, their spray and wash, their their ride repel, which is this crazy new technology with graphene that you basically coat your bike and it will last for probably the life of your bike. Meaning that when the bike is dirty, you just spray it down and everything just sloughs off. It's pretty amazing stuff. Check them out, Peli Bike Care. And without further ado, let's get you on over to episode 140 with homie Naomi. Yeah, like a sizzling pan For meetings already is urgent fam If the energy's right, we can do this man If the energy's right, we can do this man What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the segment podcast. This is episode 140. Holy cow. I can't believe YouTube hasn't found us yet. We are still rolling. Episode 140. <laughs> What's up, Joey? Not much. I love that opening scene there. I definitely know that location. Yes, yes. That was some serious hang time. Holy oh. crap. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> When you first came across that gap, Joey, what were your initial thoughts when you first saw that in real life? How did I end up at the Grand Canyon? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, our guest tonight, homie Naomi, is throwing steez over that thing. There's another clip. Let me show you guys all another clip. And also, what's up to everybody in the chats? But check this out. I just want to show you guys. So that was the third-person shot of Naomi. Check this shot out. This is in the cockpit. Here we go. Watch the steez. Watch at the steez. Here's on the approach. All right, here we go. Here we go. Picking up the speed right here. Look at this. Look at this. Bam. Damn. That was nice. That that was really nice. That was real nice. My goodness. I cannot wait to get Naomi on the show. For those of you guys who may not know homie Naomi, that is her handle on Instagram. If you look in the show notes, there is a link to her IG right there. And as always, we are going to start off the show with saying what's up to the chat. I see at check this out, Joey. 2.35 p.m. We got trail pimp out in Lake Tahoe. He's saying, wow. Wow. This girl is a bike park sender. I like her race car, racing car too. Sounds like maybe a bit of an adrenaline junkie like the rest of us. Nice. <laughs> we got Jake from State Farm in the house. He says cute and shreds. <laughs> man, man. Uh, Emmanuel, a Purple Heart vet out there. He says whole shot. Dang, too early. He came in at 611. So for the folks who may be new to the show tonight, uh, we give out a whole shot award. It's the first person that makes a comment in the chat at 6 30. 
Uh, Joey, who is our whole shot winner of the night tonight? This is an interesting one. Yeah? Yes. We know who it is, but can you figure it out? <laughs> MTB TNA, a bite Tyson. I just want to kick some punch out ass now. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain, Lauren. Please explain. <laughs> Lauren out of Miami. Uh, I think she's referring to the video game. There was a Nintendo game called Punch Out, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I think that's what she's referring to. Lauren, okay. let us know. And boy, did I just age myself by knowing that information. Oh, man. We got uh, Mountain Bike Q&A in the house. Another podcast. Yes, another podcast. Uh, Johnny had a great show last night. You had the guys from Pelicare on there. We got Zach Tumor Warrior says, oh, my God, MTB q and I'm your biggest fan. Look at that. Look at that. That's so cool. Uh, Zach is an inspirational dude. I love everything you're putting out there on Instagram. Zach, you're kicking butt out there. Yes, he is. He is doing so good. And, and Zach was on another podcast, which was great. He was on a, I think it was an inspirational mindset podcast, which was huge. So I am going to be listening to that for sure. And I think I saw Neil in here out of Arizona. We've got Arizona in the house. Trail Monster is saying, Lauren, you are the absolute best. I know Johnny is saying, don't encourage her. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Haley, what's up, birthday boy? What's going on, everyone? He says, good to see you, my bro. Always good to see you. We got, oh, Bushy is in the house. Nice. Michael Bush throwing out the horns. Another ripper out there out of the San Clemente area. That boy, that boy is also another hang timer. He is Killing it. We got uh, producer Dev is even chiming in. Look at this. Happy Zebra saying Naomi is a sender. Yes. Yes, she sure is. We got that thought. Oh, my God. I'm messing this up. T-Hot Wheels, I think is what that is. T-Hot Wheels. She sends for sure. I've seen it firsthand. Did I, say, I said T-Hot Wheels, right? I said that right, right, Joey? That, looks, that sounds good. It's got to be T-Hot Wheels. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> Oh, Tony, the outsider. Hey, guys, I'm making taco spaghetti. Damn, that sounds good. I'm just curious how the um, Pelly shower went for Tony last night. Oh, did he take a Pelly shower last yeah, night? Yeah, he said he was going to take a Pelly shower. So, Oh, God. I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> MTB TNA, she's saying, yes, the video game for sure. The video game. Uh Johnny out of Miami, Florida, St. Mark and Joey, the best interwebs duo. Ah, uh, look at that. <laughs> Chell Pimp is saying, I'm a big fan of MTB. I'm a bit a big MTB kook fan. Oh, Dang. definitely. Yes. Sends it. He's no, no kook at all. Bushy does send it for sure. Well, anything new going on out there in the community that, uh, that you can recall Joey, other than this crazy weather, this rain, that's like taking us all out from writing for the next what week, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I missed the, the letter or the, you know, the info on that one. I thought we were getting rain for two days and then I looked, someone told me to look and it was like, it's like a week long. So there's no writing probably for the next 10 to 12 days. What are we going to do? Maybe we could practice, uh, you know how people take their bike in their garage, they lay on their back and they practice all the little techniques that way. Could be a good one. Could be a good one. Make yeah. a video. Make a video of that. <laughs> we need a race out here. A SoCal race. In right. Park. Yeah. <laughs> right. For, for those, you know, those 10 days out of the year that it rains. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
uh, Active Life 2.0 just joined the squad. What's up? He says, Saturday will be good in NorCal. Oh, yeah. I bet it's going to be great up there. NorCal this is, is awesome. This is what we should be doing right here. Yes. Shovel time, broski. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Although, have you seen me with a shovel under no supervision? It's going to be terrible. It's going to look like I didn't read the instructions. <laughs> I, I'm I'm decent with the shovel, but I always throw my back out. So, yeah. yeah, that I, one that one always scares me a bit. Bush, I'll I'll be I'll be there. Uh, just let me know, and uh, I'll just have to stay under supervision because I don't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> if you let me know what to do. I will do it for sure. Well, guys, let's get into the show. We got folks here that are waiting for us to stop the intro. And, oh, please elaborate on taco spaghetti slowly and in detail. <laughs> Tony, you got to put it out there. Then the three of us are going to have to read it three different ways just so we can get that that flavor of this taco spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi's like, oh, no, I have to read something. <laughs> I want to know if maple syrup's part of this recipe. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> going to be good. If it's from Tony, it's going to be good. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the sender of the hour out on the studio for you all to see. I met her at the YT mob night. I just happened to be standing there at the bottom where all of the mob athletes were signing autographs. I looked over and I knew it was homie Naomi, but I played it cool. I was like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, nice to meet you. Oh, my God, that's homie Naomi. And then I'm like, could I get a quick picture? Because I knew they were getting ready to leave. And I said, what's your handle? And she's, I almost said it first. She goes, homie Naomi. And I was trying not to say it. You're homie Naomi. And uh, anyways, got a picture, got a chance to meet her. She's awesome. And here she is tonight for you all to learn more about this shredder. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Naomi Salgado. Hi, thanks for the <laughs> intro, Mark. Heck yeah. What's happening? Good to see you. You too. So sick. I can't believe I got a chance to meet you at the YT mob night. And uh, I totally knew who you were, but I was playing it cool. I was like, yeah, no big deal. I just saw this girl like sky this giant gap. No big deal. <laughs> it's not quite so big when you're on top of it. Really? Seriously? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's something about the run up. Once you have the speed, it's like, it feels so good. They yeah. built it really well. That takeoff's perfect. It's it's more it like just a nice driveway. It's just <laughs> you just gotta have the guts to go for it. I think it's the two, <laughs> the two before it. How you have to have your timing just right on those two, and then go exactly. Mm -hmm. Naomi, is that is that set up into the big to the big canyon gap there? Is it or that's not the canyon gap? That's what are they? Is there a name for that feature out there? Do they call it something? Which one? The one they the, did? The, yeah, the big one. Oh, Fafo. Fafo. Yeah. How how many feet wide is that? How long do you have to send to to carry that whole thing? That one is forty feet. Jeez, grief! <laughs> and does it feel like the 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 jump for it gives you the right amount of speed, or do you did you have to pedal a little bit before you send? Or no, no the the step down at least when I hit it this uh, this fall the step uh -huh. down really sets you up with speed. Um, I think I did a couple, like maybe four cranks, and it was perfect. Dang, dang, that yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. And you're doing that all over. I mean, your Instagram is chock full of all of that. When you look at you at Big Bear, there's Muscle Beach, and you're just flying <laughs> that new step up this season out in Big Bear. 
you're just cleaning everything, which is beautiful, which is beautiful. It, where did this whole need for adrenaline and all this stuff start? Were you always a mountain biker girl or did you just pick it up recently? Where, where is your, where's your starting spot? I think I started biking about five years ago, kind of went through like a bad breakup, found like a cheap bike on Craigslist and started pedaling around and did cross country for a little bit, just kind of wanted the fitness. I would do like 22 miles a day and, and put the bike away and not do anything scary or remotely challenging. Um, And then I moved to California about three years ago. I went to Laguna beach. I met some people there and immediately went down to Lonix with them. And from there, it's just been what's next. Wow. Wow. When, when you decided to ride XC just to start off, was there a friend or somebody that inspired you or how did you even get the thought? Like, I want to do that. Just looked fun. Yeah. It was a good way to, to get fit. And I feel like running just messes up your knees. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, Naomi. That's cool, man. I, I get intimidated to go to new places, let alone not know anybody to, to ride with. And so geez, for you to pick that up and just kill it like you are is, is awesome. Did you feel like, oh yeah. Did you feel like when you first started, was it something that felt natural to you or was it difficult? How did you, how did you feel starting out? Was it scary? Very scary. Um, as soon as I started getting into the more Laguna Beach trails, more technical jumping, which only recently happened, I'd say about two years ago. But when I, I have a lot of fear, actually, which a lot of people probably don't realize. I've had to work through a lot of mental hurdles. Um, it's just kind of trusting your body, trusting your bike and doing something enough that it's second nature. I think that's what a lot of people don't do. They jump into it, then they get scared because they end up getting hurt. And it's like, it's got to be a process. You have to let your body learn these movements and these methods and also your brain. So it's a process. And I did have a lot of fear at first, but I'm working through that. Nice. Yeah. I remember talking to you that night at YT, and that was definitely something you felt like you unlocked this last year for you was that the mental you know, skill of, of moving through things and then letting the bike handle the speed and just kind of letting go, which you got to show us how to get there. <laughs> for those of us who, <laughs> for those of us who like to squeeze the meat lovers like myself, <laughs> we got, uh, we got somebody local out there in the Orange County area saying, what's up to you? Air Blair out there. He's saying Naomi with the fist pump, you got the hundreds going on. <laughs> what's up Blair? Howdy. I think he's, yeah, I think he's got a birthday coming up soon. So happy early birthday to Mr. Blair. Ooh. You also have uh, Marty Octodad out of New Zealand. You got New Zealand in the house. He says, big jumps are popping up everywhere in New Zealand, mostly big tables and step-ups. Ooh, that sounds like a good place to go. Yeah. Have, have you ridden out there in New Zealand? No, but I was just talking to one of my good friends, Megan, and I was planning a trip actually next winter to Queenstown. Nice. Marty, tell us if Queenstown is good. I think Marty Octodad there lives in, is close to Rotorua, I believe. And uh, I wonder if that's where a lot of the, let us know the local knowledge there, Marty. Uh, Bushy is saying, time to head to Virgin, Utah. Let's plan it. Oh, you're getting an invite right now. (laughs) Virgin looks awesome. 
It does. It really does. That place, that place looks, it's one of those places that looks so gnarly, but if you, if you can get some of the lines down, it looks like it could be a blast. Have you, have you been out there yet? No, haven't been out to Virgin. It's on, it's on the docket for sure. Yeah. I have my eye on Virgin. I have a feeling that like everyone says, it'll make size relative. All of a sudden, everything local will be very small. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that for sure. Definitely. So I just watching videos, like when I watch people do Kong, I'm like, how, how <laughs> with all mm -hmm. the, the ruts and everything to set up and try to drive down, you're doing a lot of steep stuff out there in Laguna. So I bet you'd be able to, uh, piece it together pretty quickly. Definitely down to try. Yeah, that's so awesome. A couple questions here for you. We got uh, Trail Pimp saying, I like her transition spire with the DVO suspension. Talk a bit about that bike. Mm. I really enjoy my spire. In fact, it feels like the spire, like a group of engineers got into a room and designed it for me. That's what it feels like. Dang. I was on a Yeti before and I'm on the spire now and I can't imagine riding another Enduro, at least not for the time you know, for the future, but the DVO suspension, it's, I really like it. I think it's comes with more of a learning curve. Okay. So if someone's a, a suspension nerd and they really like to get into the weeds on, on PSI and learning about rebound, because there is several more knobs on the, on the DVO versus Fox. Uh -huh. um, if you're into really fine tuning a fork, I highly recommend DVO. If you're a set it and forget it type of person, I want it but I've really enjoyed DVO um, thus far. Got it. Okay. Are you, um, when you say set it and forget it, or does your DVO kind of move around on you a little bit when you check it as far as PSI goes? Not the fork. The fork really stays where it needs to be, but it has OTT and, and it has a rebound and all of those. So it has quite a bit more um, adjustability than Fox. So there's definitely, it's more intimidating for somebody who might be new to mountain biking. But if you get like a Fox 36, I mean, there's only the two knobs. It's a lot more simple. So it yeah. kind of depends on what you're looking for. Got it. And as far as when you're riding the DVO uh, in your local trails, what's that, what's the feeling that you get there when you say, it feels like a bunch of engineers design it for you. Like what, what is that feedback that you're feeling? I just feel so confident on that bike, like the DVO suspension, it's, it's really good for lighter riders. Like whether you're a young kid or you're a woman, it, it tends to feel like it, the feedback is there. So uh -huh. whenever I'm taking these big hits or going down some technical, um, shoots, I feel like that bike is exactly where I need it to be because we just understand each other. That's so cool. God, another thing that I need to get figured out. <laughs> Is knowing that I feel like my bike and I are in tune. Some days, yes. Some days, no. <laughs> but it's getting it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Um, you got a question here from Michael Bush. Uh, Michael Bush. That sounds so so proper. What <laughs> from Bush? He says, <laughs> "What women inspire you the most from a free ride standpoint?" Ooh, good question. Ooh, that is a really good question. You know, I haven't had the opportunity to meet her yet, but I'm a huge fan of Hannah Bergman, um, oh. not just because she rides for transition bikes, but because she's kind of been in the sport long before a lot of other people have recently popped up. 
She's kind of set the, I mean, obviously Chelsea Kimball's also in there. There's a couple other OGs, um, but Hannah Bergman, I really like what, from what I've seen and what I've heard, her personality, her demeanor, everything is amazing. Hannah. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Is it the way that she carries herself? Is there like an air of the the confidence that you look up to when you think about her? The confidence and just some of the things that she's hitting, uh-huh. I know aren't as big as they look, or sorry, they're bigger than they look in, in videos, right? Because it's the GoPro effect. Yeah. Um, but some of the things she's hitting, absolutely insane. It's things that I know maybe a lot of men wouldn't hit either. She's a true free rider at her core. Yeah. And it's really impressive. That's cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. As far as like writers in general, um, for any any men out there that you see that inspire you in your writing style. Definitely. I, yeah. I feel inspired by most people on the trail, like yeah. whether it be the someone who just brings a great attitude or somebody who hits something that I might not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Good answer. I love that's that's rad. Yeah. It's it's feel like the biking is for everyone man rippers and people who just have a good time that that positive vibe when you're out there it makes the squad so good when you're around people that are just having a great time i love it um Mm -hmm. you are getting a question here about your race car Ooh, (laughs) how is your race car trail pimp is asking uh oh that's yeah i have a subaru uh sti i actually swapped it with Look the motor from Japan. So it's kind of like my, it was who I was before bikes. We'll put it that way. Okay. <laughs> is that, um, oh gosh, my son is big into the, uh, J is it JDM, right? Yeah. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So JDM, you have swapped that with, uh, and I'm going to kill it because I don't know anything about this stuff, but I know my son is like, yeah, there's a car like a Skyline and this and that. And there's all these cars that you get you can't get over here, but you can bring the parts over. Exactly. Is that, yeah. Is mm, that, this motor uh-huh. is from Japan because they didn't sell this car in the United States with that fast motor, if you will. Okay. Because the United States just decided it wasn't cool. I don't know. Emissions, maybe. And yeah. so I bought that motor, had it shipped here from Japan. And swapped it in college. I learned a lot. I learned the biggest thing I learned was that I don't think I want to swap a car again. Is that a lot? (laughs) A lot of work. Very involved, extremely involved. A lot of YouTube and a lot of uh, Little Caesars pizza for sure. (laughs) And I was watching a video the other night on YouTube. A guy had purchased a Corvette, his dream Corvette. It was from a junkyard. And he was trying to rebuild the motor, swap out the motor, and he had to get a Camaro motor for this particular wide body C6 that he wanted. And it sounds like there's all these different wires and components, and you have to make sure that everything fits in the right spot, and you have to make certain modifications to get things the right way. And then you hope the damn thing starts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I might have had a fire extinguisher the day that mine went to go start the first time. Seriously? <laughs> yes, I did. It's a Subaru. What happened? What happened? <laughs> no, it was okay, but I was ready in case it wasn't. Oh, got it. Dang. So mm-hmm. is that a drift car then? It's a all-wheel drive. It's at this point a show car. Um, it's a glorified show car. But yeah, one of the questions was what the horsepower was, which, sorry, as a car person, you have to answer. Oh, yeah. Um, heck it's yeah. at 308 all-wheel horsepower. Um, and 282 pounds of torque. 
which oh. it started at 132, 132. So I more than doubled it, which Jeez. good math. Jeez. And then with the weight on that car, it probably just feels like it throws you back in the seat. Yeah, it's gotten me in some trouble. That's why it's in storage right now. <laughs> stick to bikes <laughs> yeah excuse me miss do you realize how fast you're going <laughs> oh my gosh how cool how cool and would you take that car out on a track i mean if you if you were riding it mm -hmm. i have uh taken it on drags like for the quarter mile um uh -huh. it's really hard to at least for me, it's hard for me to drop the clutch and and get all four ripping to go down uh -huh. the quarter mile and hook up. It's hard because it's all wheel drive. So I my times aren't very great. But that car, I'm gonna have that car till I'm I don't know deceased. I love That's that cool. thing. That's cool. Oh man, a car person. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, no wonder why you go up to Big Bear a lot because those roads are pretty fun to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps maybe the the local uh, authorities know who you are <laughs> driving those roads. <laughs> Colorado kid is in the house. What's up, Joe? He says, "Ugh, that's like coming back from Spain. Local trails are just not as epic." Yeah, going back to talking about how when you if you go out to Virgin, you get a feel of what those trails look like. Then you come back. That definitely must be that feel. I know I had that. I think I was telling Joey that I went to Whistler for the first time two summers ago. And uh, my son and I were just having a blast out there. And we got back. And the day we got back, we went to Vail Lake. I, it could have been anywhere. And Vail is one of our favorite places, you know, in Temecula area, along with Greer. And we were out there. And it was like, a I think a tumbleweed blew across our trail. And we were looking at everything. Everything was dead. And all the jumps were like, small compared to what we were just riding, you know? And we looked at each other. We're like, I, what, do, why do we do that? We're so ruined just now. <laughs> and it did take a little bit for the fun to come back. Um, and now everything right. feels massive again. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably how that would feel for sure. Have you had something similar to that, but just a different, a different trail system? Coming back from Whistler, you, you totally nailed it. That's, I don't know, you might, might need like three sick days just to get over <laughs> having yeah. to be back. No offense to the States, but Whistler is life-changing. Yes. What, when you went to Whistler, what was some of your favorite experiences there, some of your favorite trails that you can remember? Mm, not to be redundant, but A-Line is obviously yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. I only did some tech because I could not get off the jump line. It was, it was amazing. It was butter. Yeah. Right. Mm. It, it feels like they created a water park and just poured like hard pack stuff over it. It was at least when we went, it was right before crank work. So everything was so butter. That's when I need to go. This yeah. Year. yeah. 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 <laughs> and then we did hit one trail. It was Seymour. Uh, I think the locals call it Seymour butts or something like that, but it, um, when we hit the brake bumps there, we were like, duh, 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 duh. like everything was just really rough. <laughs> but, but a line was good. It was so good. Dirt merch, um, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah. that was above my pay grade. Two two summers ago, I was like, this isn't the this isn't the gondola that goes to dirt merch, is it? <laughs> it is. Can I get off? I just <laughs> I just want to go to the uh, the warm up trails. But um, so you you were hitting dirt merchant. Oh man. 
I, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was very nervous. I actually waited, I think, a day. We were riding there for like six days straight, and I waited one day Damn. to kind of get the willies out. Yeah. And then I looked at it again, and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to regret this if I don't ride this every single day until I leave. And right. next time, I will say I'm bringing a downhill bike because my Enduro love the Spire to death, but my hands were like permanently like this for like a week after oh, Whistler. Really? Just because of the Yeah. Dang. So I watched a video, uh, April and Kyle's video where she completes dirt merchant and that step up on camera looks huge on it after the drop, after like the bridge drop into the big step up. Is it when you're looking at it in person, is it pretty large? Obviously it that it's, it's insane. Like crab apple looks small somewhat on video, yeah. but in real life it is, a huge jump a huge Dang. jump line it's Dang. it's amazing everything in canada is just bigger God, man and everything's built i mean they always say everything was built trail speed so all you gotta do is let go of the brakes but man i was loving my meat hooks <laughs> but uh that's a, another story i'll definitely have to go back and try to figure that out. <laughs> we got a question. Uh, Johnny, you out of Miami is saying, I have a DVO saddle. Can I ride better now? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they made a DVO saddle. Joey, they make a DVO saddle. That's news to me. <laughs> they, have, they do. They do. Does it got yeah. Johnny, let us know. Does it have suspension in it? <laughs> High speed and low speed rebound. <laughs> Oh man, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. MTB TNA is saying, can we set up a continuous live stream of Joey reading comments? Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag subscribing now. <laughs> That's me up here all the time. <laughs> yeah. We got Bushy saying, because everyone only knows me as MTB Kook, what is your favorite local spot and why? Ooh. That is a great question. Yeah. I have to go with Laguna Beach. Okay. Um, I can't get Laguna out of my system. I feel like one day you could go there and just hit the fast stuff the next day tech, or you could do a little bit of both. Laguna has it's full, full, fully rounded. You can kind of get everything. There's jumps. Yeah. There's steep techs. There's things that could kill you. I mean, it's amazing. It's like what we're all looking for. <laughs> Ooh, spoken like a true mountain biker, right, Joey? Yes, definitely. It's amazing. It's yeah, things yeah. that'll kill you. It's awesome. <laughs> That's what we all love. <laughs> we all love it. Now, this is, um, are we allowed to say the names of these trails? I don't know if we are allowed to, but um, I think I know. You exactly. know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We that, know the road down there at the bottom. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that, I looked at that. I, I just like looked, I hiked down that first part to get a, give it a good look. Now around that corner, there's like, there's two more drops, isn't there? Around that corner, mm, they're like rollers. Rock they're rollers. rollers. Okay. This is definitely like, more of the hairy feature right here, just because of that drop off on the corner. You can't really see it, but it's like a clip. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a uh, hundred feet, and you didn't even have a spotter. Most videos I see coming out of that spot, there's a spotter right there. Mm -hmm. No, for Naomi, she's got it. Damn. There's just a cameraman. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, was it, what was that name? What'd you say? Oh, I just started writing clips and that was my first time hitting that feature on clips. And I was a little bit more nervous because of that. Yeah. Wow. Trying to get your foot out. Good Lord. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Holy cow. 
I, my palms are so sweaty. I'm going to get, I need a drink here. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Did you, how'd you do on the rest of that trail? For the folks that had seen that spot and know that spot, how did the rest of the trail feel in clips? Mm, it actually felt really good. I will say I did um, wreck like twice, like a slide out, just because I was like, how do I stop or how do I put a foot down? It was more like panic than anything. Yeah. Um, but I can see the benefit of clipless 100%. Okay. And I was a flat, like diehard person for almost my entire mountain bike career. And now I'm looking at clipless like, wow, what am I, what have I been missing? Really? So I'm a, I'm flat and I know there's definitely two different thought processes there and I've not tried clipless, but what did you, what, what are the benefits that you see with clipless that, that makes you feel good about it? Clipless. So I didn't realize how much of my mental energy was thinking about my feet in the sense of when you're going down a certain terrain, oh, this could bump your pedal. You could hit your crank. You're constantly thinking heels down, whether or not you realize it on flats, you are, you're okay. devoting a lot of time and energy towards that as you should. Right. But getting on clipless all of a sudden now, obviously you still have to keep your heels down. There's still the basic uh, movements you need to still conduct, but uh -huh. while you're riding your feet stay in one place. And I found myself able to go a lot faster. Yeah. So naturally I'm stoked on that. I've gotten many more PRs. I mean, it's, it's the proofs in the pudding on my Strava. Yeah. Like, Oh wow. I actually am improving because of clipless. Damn. That's cool. Does it feel like it changes the way you, you want to jump? Like, do you feel like you're pulling with the pedals or because you started with flats, like your, your technique hasn't changed at all. I will say I haven't jumped in clipless yet. That's kind of where I'm still diehard T-Mac. You know, DDT Mac, I just love those things. They're, they're like glue. And I don't quite want to jump on the clipless jump train yet. I want to stay on the, the flats for that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. As far as speed goes, you're getting that. Do you find you're getting that? I, I've heard people say you get that nice up crank. We're able to pull the, pull the pedal up and get power on the up and the down on the revolution of the spin, you know? Right. Are you feeling that too? Mm-hmm. Climbing is a lot better in clipless. I might just use clipless except for jumping. That's kind of my plan. Oh, that's cool. And Joey, you rode clipless for a long time, yeah? Yeah, I rode clipless um, until I started jumping. And when I started jumping with the clipless, I was pulling up too much on my feet using the, the clip to try and help pull the bike up. And that's not the technique you need. So I went over to flats just to get rid of that. But I think if you came from flats and you went to clipless, your jumping would be fine because you'd be used to just pushing into the bike already and you're not going right. to get that bad habit of pulling up on it. And then okay. the clips, yeah, the climbing is so much better and the not thinking about your foot position, you know your foot's where it needs to be. As soon as mm -hmm. you clip in, there's 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 never, oh, I'm, I'm too far up on my pedal or too far back or my pedal, you know, my shoe moved a little bit. <laughs> I can't lift up to get it set back down. It's just set where it needs right. to be. So this struggle. there's benefits to the clip lift for sure. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. And it's so true with, with clipless, it feels like when your foot's crooked, that's all you need to bail out of a jump. Sometimes like we, ha I run Yoshimura pedals and, and they're pretty sticky too. But sometimes if I'm approaching like a series of jumps and I get through the first or second and my foot goes a little sideways, that's all I need to be like, I'm bailing out. Right. <laughs> like you can't fix it. You're like trying to fix it. 
And I could see if you're clipless, like you don't even have to worry about that. It's just, it's just lock in and go. Mm -hmm. And the, the clip sound. That part, yeah, yeah, that part's great. And then the unclipping becomes second nature. You, you know, if you're going down, your foot comes mm -hmm. out quicker, just as quick as stepping off of a pedal. Interesting. Okay, that's good to yeah. know. Yeah, it's super good. What about Magped? You guys seen Magped? It's, oh, it, the magnetic one. Yeah, what that might be like the benefit of both worlds. I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat? Magped. I had a buddy, Brett Hall, actually, I think, is running Magped, and he he was in front of me and he was, we were at Greer and he was, we were jumping this little four pack on overdrive. He washed out and his feet were still in there. <laughs> it, was, it was that strong. And his feet only came out when I ran him over because he was right in front of me. But you know, they ever come home with souvenirs on those pedals, you know, like a keychain or something stuck to the bottom of it. <laughs> I don't Good know, point. but yeah, I kind of like that idea. Maybe that would be a good try because it gives you that feeling that you're locked in. You don't have to worry about your feet, but in an emergency, you can like kick your foot out. Yeah, but you can kick your foot out of a clip. You can. I don't know about going over the bars, you know, on a jump. If you started getting buck, it'd be kind uh -huh. of a weird thing to twist your foot to try and get out. But yeah, I, I feel like once you know how to get out of them, you can get out of them just as quick as you could mag pets. Yeah. Oh. Man, okay. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on on getting out of clipless? Has it been since you're new to it? Is it is it pretty intuitive to get your foot out? Like you just do it, or do you have to think about it and learn that skill? Definitely, I've had to think about it. Yeah, like I at Laguna, I would roll up to my friends and be, and just fall over to the bushes. That's what I see. <laughs> I've seen that. I see people like, "Hey man, what's up? Good to see you." They're just like, "Ew." Yeah. <laughs> they the president do that too. <laughs> the president did that, but he had cages on his feet. Yeah, he had cage. Yeah, he wasn't clipless. Someone set him up. <laughs> right. It was magnetic cages as well. The cages haven't been around since the 90s. <laughs> Some reason the president's bike still has them. <laughs> yeah. They found them somehow. They found them. <laughs> Naomi, we got a question here out of New Zealand. Marty, loving that STI of yours. He's asking you with a car like that, what bike rack would you trust to put on that baby? Mm, I actually have a vintage Yakima. Because Yakima hasn't made a rack for that car since like 2001. Oh, so I wow. found it in like a buy and sell Subaru page that I used to browse frequently in my uh, youth and uh, picked up a Yakima rack. And everyone asked me to this day, where did you get that? I want to get that. I'm like, sorry, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of a relic. <laughs> yeah. So it just attaches on to like where the luggage racks would go up top. Or does it clip onto the door frame? It does clip on the door frame. It's a coupe, which makes it challenging. So it Ooh. clips into like the the sides of the door and also has like this rubber pad on the rear of the car that uh -huh. I don't sort of mostly trust. So yeah. when I'm driving with my bike, I'm constantly looking up through the sunroof to make sure it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> Joey, bring up a picture of her STI one more time. Yes. I, I, I want to see this now that we're talking about it. And when you were installing it, Naomi, were you like, dude, I didn't come all this way with this car to have a bike to come be through. stuck on a bike rack? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is yes. that what you were thinking? That car has so many half done things. Like, I don't have an e brake. Um, that's a big one. 
<laughs> my corner lights fall out routinely. It's definitely <laughs> like a project car through and through. Looks but cool. I love that thing. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks so fun. Did you did is the paint still from stock? Like is that OEM paint or did did you repaint it? It is OEM paint and I bought it from a woman who took her kids and her grandkids fishing in it actually. It was just a daily driver and yeah. it's been hit on like seven different sides. It's got so much bondo, but a clean title still surprisingly. Nice. So <laughs> she's going to work. Heck yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's all. I bet that turns heads when you're when you're driving that thing around. Mm -hmm. Everyone's gonna want to ride in it or drive it, <laughs> which is which is a sick car and with a bike on it too. Just, <laughs> so cool. Mm -hmm. um, we got uh, dropping. Oh, what's up? Uh, dropping MTB is on. He says, "Oh, and it's kind of like somewhat what we talked about earlier." But he, we talked about the area that you like. But he's asking specifically, what is one of your favorite trails in socal since you moved here favorite trails can yeah. i, pick I can be on and off menu trail? yeah because it'd definitely be westridge <laughs> westridge okay there you go bike park westridge mm -hmm. yeah we have footage of you at westridge you guys want to see naomi at westridge and if it wasn't at a bike park where mm. would it be then not at a oh. bike park What's it would be an unmentionable trail, Laguna, for sure. Oh, God. <laughs> off, off menu. Off, off menu. menu stuff. Yeah. There we go. See, that there video is. frustrates me because I tabled the wrong way at the end because I didn't know how to table the other way. <laughs> so That's the wrong way for you? Yeah. Well, no. If you look at the oh, jump, oh, it should be a table to the other way. But because uh, I knew one way, I did the one way. Like that. <laughs> so that like, looks that good. That's fine. That's fine. And then here... Taco Taco. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. How, we'll get better next year. How dare you make fun of my tabletops? <laughs> it's the only thing I can notice, unfortunately. <laughs> that looks so good. Now, how how many attempts did it take? Because I hear, and I, I haven't been able to do it yet, because I just don't get up to Big Bear enough, and I really need to make a better effort. I've only, I think I've only been there three times. Um. Wow. And I, so I haven't cleaned everything yet. I'm still in that process of like learning everything there. Um, went once with my son, uh, once with Joey. And then another time where I was like, I'm just going to be mellow. It was like the last day of the season. But how long did it take you to just clean the whole thing to where you're comfortable like this? Mm, I'd say it took, uh, honestly, I don't know the time frame it took, but I know when they added, so Westridge changed this year. They added, yeah a lot bigger um, jumps going up into like old Westridge mm -hmm. um, bigger tombstone, which someone asked what my favorite trail is or how that new, how the new jumps are at summit. The bigger tombstone is, is amazing. I so love that the, thing. The one on the right, right. The tombstone one on the right. right. It just mm -hmm. boosts you to the moon is what it feels like. And I know I'm not even boosting it like half of my friends do. So they're getting even more airtime, but Feeling that kind of freedom up there and then having the opportunity to learn tricks, obviously higher risk, right? But higher reward. And right. I don't know. Westridge is amazing. You're loving that one. Yeah. Yes. That's, was it this year that they brought in Large Marge? I believe that's what they call one of the big, maybe Large Marge is, they, maybe they put the, the tombstone on that one. 
Large Marge has been there, but they added okay. the tombstone like in the middle of the trail system, essentially. And it's just, it's a lot bigger than the original one. Okay. And it's a lot faster. Because I think uh, there's about three different tabletops leading up into the bigger tombstone. And those three tabletops are, I mean, everything is just so insanely fun. Wow. That, like, like that comment, like Trail Pimp said, they really did change it a lot. It's a lot bigger. It's a lot more serious now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Never going to complete it for myself going only like three times my whole, <laughs> my whole mountain you biking. You got to change that. You got to go. I, I do. Mm -hmm. I definitely do for sure. They, so I'm not sure if this is true, but since you'd been to A-Line as well, do you remember the moon booter at the end of A-Line, like towards the end yes. of A-Line? Somebody had told me that those were the exact dimensions as large Marge, but I don't know it well enough to know if that's oh, true or not. Mm, yeah. Interesting. You know, yeah. I would believe that, but what I like about the A-line moon booter, I think is what it was called, is that the mm. run-in, you can carry more speed. Oh, I feel like at, at Big Bear, Large Marge, you kind of lose some of it. You have to really pump into that corner and, and rail it in order to keep your speed. But that could uh, just be me. I mean, being a woman, you're being lighter, it's a little more challenging. That's a big jump. I think being anybody that that jump is it's freaky. I mean, I rode over it my third time there and I was like, gosh, dang, when does the lip actually end? <laughs> <laughs> As you're going up it. Am I right? I mean, for the folks yeah. who get out there, it's but I I am so inspired by everybody who just sends that thing with tons of style and throwing sueys, throwing tables, giant whips back. I mean. It's incredible. <laughs> Our sport's incredible that you could do so many cool things out there. Mm -hmm. it, it is so fun. But you're right. The giant berm and A-line that drops you down to the moon booter, that thing is so fun. I feel like you're dropping like four stories as you're just coming down <laughs> the thing. And when you first turn the corner and you see it, you're like, we're going to it's that? It's like, right? if this firm is big, what jump is coming after? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then the end step up down after a bit where you can see the gondolas in the background. Mm -hmm. You're like, where does this thing go the first time you hit it? <laughs> like, am I going to land in the middle of the village or something? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's so much stoke. It's so much stoke. I love that. And then that's also intimidating too in Whistler because at least I felt this way. When you hit that, everybody that's in the fits line is standing there watching everybody come out of there. You know, yeah. when they're standing oh, yeah. in, the, in the line, they're just, that's what you can see. You can There's see everybody. Audience. Out. <laughs> yes, that last step up. And it's just when someone cases it, you hear them go, oh, and then you're coming in. You're like, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> come yeah. on, Capra, don't fail me now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Had another question here for you, Naomi. It's saying Trail Pimp is asking, "What is your favorite jump on Party Wave?" Mm, favorite jump on Party Wave, honestly, not to be dissing Party Wave, but I think I only hit it like twice last year. I was on Westridge, like Blue Steel to Westridge. Ooh, um, that's a nice because laugh. for those who don't know, Blue Steel has like a bunch of more jumps in succession. Mm -hmm. So I was working on my one-handers and working my way up to tables and things like that. So uh, to me, it was worth my time to hit more jumps in a shorter amount of time than Party Wave. But if I had to pick, I do like 650B. 
I really okay. like this little step down on the left leading into it. I feel yep. like that's just a really fun flow. That is fun. As long as the wind, I remember, I think the second time I was there, it was getting a little windy towards the end of the day. And everybody was like, we're, we're approaching 650B. I'm like, is this it? Is this it? And with the wind, some people were like, maybe let's go around it. And then, you know, I that seems to be a spot. But yeah, that's a killer spot. Speaking of one-handers, is this you right here throwing it? That was before oh. I got the bag toss, but yeah. Oh, and that's in Whistler, yeah? No, is that mm -hmm. bigger? That, is that Whistler. was Whistler. I actually learned my one-handers and to clean cleanly, I learned them in Whistler. Dude, that is epic. Look at that. Yeah. Making nice. me miss Whistler over here. Look at that. <laughs> that is a what a souvenir to take home. Would you would you right? get a Whistler? Got one-handers <laughs> down. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Yeah, there's your moon booter that you mentioned. Exactly. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Oh, speaking of, okay, so A-line, the first time you dropped that gap in the middle of the trail, in the middle of A-line into that left corner, oh. did that not look crazy huge when you first approach it? Yes. <laughs> Maybe your eye, at least for me, my my eye, for the people who've been to Whistler and ridden A-line, there's, uh, you guys know there's that gap in the middle of the trail, and it goes down into this left-hand left -hand berm. But your eyes go all the way to the bottom into the berm is what my eyes did. And I'm like, this is way bigger than it looks in person. Did you did you just clean it first try or did you have to look at it? Like it was a lot of looking. Okay. okay. <laughs> that was a lot of looking, a lot of <laughs> a lot of because I didn't want to get to Whistler and get hurt on day one. You Dude, know, right, that, nothing right. more heartbreaking than that. So yeah, there was a lot of watching locals hit things being blown away by a 13 year old gapping everything yeah. and then feeling <laughs> feeling like okay now i can do it i should yeah. be able to do it if he can yeah did you go with a squad or did you go solo i did i went for with a friend from oregon actually my buddy scott um and he kind of knew whistler i think he'd been there a couple years ago if i remember correctly so he could kind of roughly show me the ropes but we kind of wrote a lot of things blind nice Kind of dialed it in. I mean, it looks like it was a very successful trip. I mean, a lot of these things you're cleaning big time. It was a good time. It'll be even better this summer. Yeah, so good. There she goes. The moon duder. <laughs> Not by Not by Q&A is saying she's sick. I'll sit in the car. <laughs> now, we've talked a lot about, well, hey, back to the parks, actually. There's a question. Sorry. I'm like, uh. My buddy Johnny, my my train is derailing here. I was going to transition into something else, but uh, a few more things about bike parks. Trail Pimp is asking: Sky Park, Snow Summit, or Snow Valley? I think I know the answer to this. I think I think we all know the answer to this. Yeah, the yeah. middle one, Snow Summit. No summit, <laughs> no summit. That is fun. Well, all of those are fun for sure. They are. I, yeah. I could definitely see you as a snow summit girl. He's also saying, how about snow Valley is Dylan Stark's. Oh, it, it is Dylan Stark's favorite bike park. I didn't know mm. that. Hmm. I didn't know that either. Uh, snow it. Valley is fun. It's fun. Yeah. I, I would like to see them finish the top of the jump line. Um, I think they've been working on it for a couple of years and, and honestly bring back gaps. Like the tabletops are fun, but I feel like it's, it'd be great practice to be able to practice, uh, to ride gaps at a bike park. Yeah. Yeah. Those two big bottom ones at mm -hmm. the, by the chairlift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's uh, it's true. It's interesting. I think that you're right. I think they were working on it. I think they got some funding there. And uh, last year, the top part, it, they had put in a sprinkler system. So the top part felt really nice and packed. It sure did. Which was good, right? It felt so good. And then you got to the bottom, and you're like, whoa, baby, whoa. <laughs> we're, we're getting loose here. And they, then, they uh, were gaps, right? And then they made them tables. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah correct, yeah. correct. And then also, they had we had that big rainstorm last year that took almost everything out over there for those guys. Right. So. It, yeah, it would be. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say they've they've had some struggles. I think, and it's not their fault. It's like weather related or or whatever. But it would be really awesome to see them bring bring that back. That would be cool. It'd be cool if they can somehow talk to the people at Mammoth Mountain because it's very similar type of terrain, and they have a lot of wood features built in, so they don't have to rebuild everything. Um, and I did see a lot of pavers going in last season when I was taking my son over to Snow Valley. And that was cool to see. Like, they got some money. So that's cool that they're they're doing some stuff. Um, Mike Bush, Michael Bush, <laughs> Bushy's saying 650B used to be a dirt jump with no wood lip. Oh, really? Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Huh. Which, one, which one's bigger? Is 650B bigger than Hot Donna or are they the same? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like Hot Donna's bigger, but I could be wrong. That's what I was thinking. It's bigger too, because maybe it's the color of it. I don't know. <laughs> it's more intimidating. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember when Joe and I were, were getting towed through there. We're like, was that it? Was that it? Like, because you're going so fast, it's you can't hear anything. So it's not like, here it comes. Are you ready? It was more like, just keep up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what we were hitting that day until I got home and looked at, you know, videos and watched other videos and was like, oh, we hit that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, like you said, you just, if you're just at speed, everything's built right. So you just flow and go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then until your mind gets a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll be the Debbie Downer on this one. Until your mind gets a hold of you, and then you start grabbing <laughs> the damn meat lovers. <laughs> Coward you're lovers. Right. We did get through. We did get through Muscle Beach pretty great. Uh, 650B we hit. Hot Donna we hit. All, all on the first go, which felt awesome. And then once I knew what I was doing, I was like, okay, time for me to just kind of learn this thing and slow it down. And no shame in learning slow. And then we ended up over here. We did end up over there. What are your dropping MTV says? What's your thoughts on 10 fly? Ooh. Okay. Again, I only hit 10 fly a couple times this season just because the jumps were too good. But 10 fly is a fun technical section. Yeah. I love how raw it is. It reminds me of Laguna in the sense that when you hit it, the next week, it could be very different. New rocks are kicked up. New ruts are incorporated. It's a very raw trail. Yeah. What's that section? After the top part, well, there's the caterpillar right here. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Nice and clean. For the folks that are listening in on, on uh, iTunes and Spotify, here's footage of Naomi hitting the caterpillar on 10-ply. Um, but back up from the caterpillar into the when you first get into that tree section, there's that really rocky tech section. It's, there's like three lines you can take. There's a lower, middle, and a higher line. I remember that day we just kind of rolled through there, and I was like trying to go as high as I could. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> looking for the smooth stuff. Where is it? 
But um, when you go through there, do you have a line specifically in your mind that that feels good to you? Because I might I might try that next time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the time it all dries out, it's going to be different. <laughs> true, true. That's true. I don't know. I do like I like what you're saying. The high line. I usually like to see if I can mostly. Even if it's not faster, I like to challenge myself by like, can I be on this off-camber rock and stay? Like, let's yeah. see. Yeah, because you could always like off-camber, like kind of slip down into the middle line and then still that clean feels through. Good. That's cool. Right? Like, yeah. I'm a real writer now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or it's like, how did I do that? For me, it's like, how, how did I? I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, the caterpillar that you just showed – um, and I'm exposing a lot of my weaknesses in mountain biking tonight, folks. But this is real. <laughs> I still need to figure that place out. When I first looked at the Caterpillar, and my initial thought was, how do I get off of this thing if I decide I'm not going to pull through all the way? And I looked to the right, and I'm like, dude, I can't jump off to the right. There's no way. And then to the left, there was that weird rock about halfway down that kind of pulls in closer to the Caterpillar. I'm like, I can't jump off left. Like Once you go, you just got to commit. Exactly. That's the best part about it. Right? Yeah. And of course, I'm watching Joey and he just pulls it off like no big deal. But when you were learning that, did you have that mindset? Like, I'm just going to do it. And was it as bad as you thought? I did have that mindset. And that gentleman who towed me in, he's a fellow transition rider. There's like a group of four of them. And I was like, oh, can I join you guys? Like, I'm not here with anyone. Like, can I be a part of the squad? You know? And he's like, we're going to hit 10 fly. And I knew right in that moment, like I hadn't hit Caterpillar and that was my chance to. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come, but I haven't hit Caterpillar. And he's like, I'll tow you in, which I thought was really cool that he felt, you know, that A, I could do it and B, that he had the patience to, to recognize, hey, she hasn't hit it, but I'll show her anyways. So that was really cool uh, trail karma that happened there. But yeah, I followed him in. He said, just easy does it. Be prepared to kind of like huck at the end. And I was on my little bike too, my little aluminum bike. So I was like, if I can do it on this, I can do it on any bike, you know? And it felt oh. amazing. He he towed me in with a great amount of speed. And afterwards I was overjoyed. I think I did it like six times after that. <laughs> that is awesome. I, that first, when you first get on the Caterpillar, the first rock as you your tire kind of steps down, in my mind, I'm like, is my bottom bracket going to hit that? But I think at the speed that you're going, like there's no way. It's no, gonna touch. It right? looks like it. You're right, but no, you're yeah. good. Okay. All right. Caterpillar's mine this season. <laughs> <laughs> Talking craft now, but we'll see when I really get there. You got it. <laughs> Adapting Adventures. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, motivational guy here with his YouTube channel. He says, "What's your most memorable race? Ooh, do you have a race that's memorable to you?" Ooh. Actually, the first race that comes to mind is Tennessee Nationals um, two years ago. I went over there with nothing but hopes and dreams um, and my little Enduro 27.5 bike. I didn't quite know what I was getting into. It was extremely technical, very off camber, uh, peanut butter mud, very technical. If I didn't say that already, it was, yeah. I was in way over my head. Um, but I still decided to try to race. I think I got to the last second to last stage and I missed the last shuttle up to the top and basically did not finish. It was the only race I've never finished. And in that moment, I felt quite defeated, but I also learned a valuable lesson that, hey, even if you come this far, at least give it your best, because now I know kind of what to expect from Tennessee. And also, yeah. I feel like I, I owe Tennessee, I need to go back. 
I feel like it owes me some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I could see that in your face and your voice when you say that. Yeah, Tennessee's in trouble. That, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's cool. When you missed that shuttle, like, was it by a lot or was it just like you just barely missed it? It was Literally. just barely missed the last oh, one. But even if wow. I got it, I had another stage to go. So regardless, yeah. the math wasn't mathing. I wasn't going to make it. The next you one, know? yeah. And I didn't know anybody. It was there by myself. So it was definitely like a, I don't know. I feel like it was pivotal for me. Yeah. It sounds like that started a little fire in there and that, that won't be, that won't be put out until you get back there. That's cool. That's really cool. Great question by adapting adventures. Um, Real bike Tyson saying, what's your favorite <laughs> what's your favorite fire road i, know, I um, love that jumps, man let's get on fire road talk <laughs> that was the most uh, favorite question of the night for sure <laughs> <laughs> favorite fire road i actually have one i actually have one um coming down from mount wilson when i broke my ankle i was at the very top of the mountain which is a 12 mile descent and I rode that fire road down and I want to thank that fire road for being there because I don't know how I would have got home. So yeah. <laughs> Dang, no helicopter ride for you. No, it's... I didn't have to pay 10 grand. So I'm stoked on that fire road. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Real bike Tyson. That's an epic question. <laughs> and also check out real bike Tyson's Instagram. Uh, their squad has a movie premiere coming out. I believe it's uh, there's going to be a series of them. The first one's going to be, I believe, in the Seattle area. Um, but if you're up in that area, Portland area, check it out. Uh, it's about how mountain biking got to uh, the Native American uh, Indian reservations. And now they have like enduro races out there. So check them out. Uh, Real Bike Tyson on Instagram. And uh, check out the movie if you're up there listening to this and awesome on the fire road. <laughs> <laughs> Neil in Arizona is saying, I'm sure bike parks do tables for insurance reasons. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it brings down the price for them if they have the tables, which then in turn brings down the price to us. So we talked about you becoming a writer. Obviously, you've been loving watching a lot of the, the highlights on your Instagram and uh, we talked a bit about your racing. What are some of the future things that you want to do? for the bike like where are you taking this are you taking this more into the pro side of racing or you, do you have your passion in the free ride side where are you there it's definitely gonna stay free ride um i've thought about getting back into racing but i noticed my mindset wasn't totally healthy when i was in the midst of it it was the competitive spirit some people have it and some people don't and i feel like for me i just i wanted to enjoy what i was doing and you only get two days. If you're like me, only get two days a week to ride. So you got to make them count. And I don't want to use them trying to be as fast as I can. I want to use them having fun and yeah. to each their own. But definitely stick to the free ride side for me. That's awesome. That is awesome. And with the free ride side, obviously you're a talented rider. Are there, are you picking up sponsors? Do you have bike support as a free rider? Or are you looking for that right now? I'd say uh, the biggest one this year is riding with Deity, um, being able to ride for them, being an ambassador, which is cool because I like to ride with or for people that products I actually use, not just because, you know, so I've been using Deity T-Max since I started pretty much. So being able to ride for them is pretty cool, but no, just kind of doing my own thing right now. 
That's cool. No pressures, just having fun, getting out there, getting better. And as far as your passion in the free ride section, I know you and I were talking a bit about what's coming up for you this next year, but for the folks that are listening in and watching, what, what are you going to be working on in 24? 24, there's definitely some trail features that I need to hit. I definitely want to hit Crabapple. I want to hit the Canyon Gap, which is a local hit for us, for those who know. There's a couple different features like that that I want to hit, but I also want to start working on tricks. I want to clean up my left table, as you saw. That needs work. Right table as well. I would like to try to do a no-hander. We'll see, like a suicide. Um, There's just a couple tricks that I... I love to see and whipping. I mean, honestly, the list is really long, Mark. There's a lot of things to work on and that's the beauty of it. Totally. Totally. I love it. And you say it with so much passion. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to do that too. Like that's exactly (laughs) the stuff we all love and and feels good when we do it, you know? Yes. How are you going to go about doing that? Are you just practicing on local trails or I got to tell you, I went to Woodward last year. And was jumping into their airbag. And I was able to pull off, like, I was able to come home with one-handers and sueys and starting to get the concept of what a flat table would be like. That I haven't thrown to dirt, but I have thrown the one-hander and I have thrown the suey to dirt. Have you been to Woodward or a place like that? Or do you have access to airbags? Mm, don't have access to an airbag, but Tahoe, that's the Woodward you're speaking of, right? Oh, the, yeah, they one? have one there, but I went to, there's one just a little bit closer into oh, Hatcher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For you, it's closer from where you are. You right. just, yeah, head up the hill and take uh, Silverwood Road or whatever that Peach Highway is, whatever they call it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but it's out there. And, and um, that could probably help out quite a Definitely. bit. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the tip. That's a good one. At at least to try to learn that movement prior to bike park season and then really just get the repetitions in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Tons of reps. Take the Subi too, because there's a racetrack out that way. Oh, man. True. She may not come back. Yeah. She might be like, this is my jam. Yeah. This is my jam out here. That that place is that place is fun. Um, but as far as like not going there what are your what are your go-to ways of learning new skills and new tricks like the one-hander and things like that for you what do you do well since this season was the beginning of it it's i'm still learning how to learn that makes sense but i definitely rely on bike parks just because they do have those nice tables the usually it's like a straight jump you have time to set up to think about what you're going to do um, so I'm kind of relying somewhat on bike parks opening, but the Woodward point, I'm definitely going to take that into yeah. consideration for sure. Definitely check it out. Cause they have free ride days where the camps are over, you know, there's like crazy camp in the summer, but if you go outside of summer, they have open night rides or open weekend rides where you could just go and just throw yourself into a foam pit or an airbag and it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? Um, it's so fun. (laughs) It's so fun. But now when we talk about, we've talked about you shredding, we've seen a lot of good stuff about you. There are, we we all share this, the fear of getting hurt. And you had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, coming back from injury. Um, what is it that you do 
to come back from an injury? And is there a specific injury that took you there mentally and physically? And how did you do, or how did you get back to where you are today? Like killing. Mm. So like I mentioned, I broke my ankle at the top of Mount Wilson, which is a local ride for us. It's about, I think a 12 mile descent, 10 mile descent, something like that. It's a shuttle. And I broke it at the very top and uh, I was panicking because I didn't know how we were going to get down and I couldn't put any weight on it. It was new to me. I've never broken a bone until that point. What happened? Uh, Whoa. Whoa. Uh, one of my friends wanted me to lead down the trail and I had, I just wasn't in the correct headspace. I'm sure we've all been there as mountain bikers where mm -hmm. you're not riding for the right reasons. Um, and maybe you shouldn't lead, maybe you shouldn't try a new feature, that kind of thing where now we kind of know and have that discretion of, I shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. However, when I was new, I didn't, I was like, oh, I'll lead and I'll go really fast. I'll impress them. Right. And so I led, I cut over a certain corner that should have been a, you should have went around it. I went over it and I got stuck and my, me and my bike were trapped on this like incline sliding slowly and my ankle just broke. It was, it was very like oh. low impact, but it was unfortunate all the same. Dude, sounds like a slow, painful and like a jujitsu, <laughs> like just pressure, 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 snap. That's how it was. And it, oh. the shin bone wanted to break, but thankfully it was just the tibula. Um, but God. didn't know how to get down, but we, we found a way I kind of like walked down. It was a long process, found the beloved fire road, got to the bottom. But I think the biggest thing about that injury wasn't necessarily the injury. It was the fact that I had just moved to California, very isolated on my own, down from my my family, mm -hmm. um, living on my own, being by myself. It was my right ankle, so I couldn't drive. Oh, <laughs> so I drove yeah. to the ER the next day. They put me in a hard cast, and I had to call my mom, and she flew down to drive my truck home. So it was an oh. entire process. And I think something that taught me that day was I don't want people to feel like they're by themselves when they're injured. They need to be able to reach out to someone because we've all been there. They need to know that even though you're not riding, we still need to be there for each other. Right. And, and someone oh. who's being who's injured, it's not just the physical. It's very mental, extremely mental because they're over there thinking, am I going to ride the same way? Am I going to have fear now? Like we need to be there for each other. Like being alone and isolated taught me a lot at that point. I don't want anybody to feel like that. Yeah. Wow. Well said. What were some of the things that you did to, you know, first of all, how'd you drive yourself to the ER? Just like easy pressure on it. I mean, it must've been the most painful drive ever. <laughs> I threw my full weight of my leg into the gas pedal and into the brake because I couldn't actually move that ankle. Yeah, no articulation. Yeah, exactly. So wow. I was just like, break gas, break gas. Oh my gosh. So it wasn't you're... <laughs> no, yeah. no, I can do a clutch. Yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like something you got to stick with one hand and like you're pushing <laughs> on everything. So mentally that took you back and you're alone. Like you had like the trifecta. You're you're injured, you're alone, no family around. A quad, a quadfecta? <laughs> Is that even a thing? <laughs> you had, uh, you're new, so probably didn't have friends that could help you out. How did you, how did you get over this? What did you do to, to pick you up? I stayed active, so I didn't use crutches. I hopped around, which actually gave me abs, which was really cool. 
Oh, <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did a lot of Sudoku reading, catching up on things. But the biggest thing that I made sure to, to do is to not let the mental take hold. I think that was a big one. So still watch mountain bike videos. Didn't let myself like completely shut out that part of my life because I knew I'd be back. Yeah. Um, and then maintained whatever friendships I could like over the phone, family, friends, like for all, those of you who are there for me at that point, I'll never forget it. Um, oh, and then I counted down on my cast. I had a tally of every single day had been in that cast. <laughs> so no I was way. like, I felt like, uh, what was it? The, the castaway I feel like him for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So little mental tricks like that, like, little notches in the cast to give you motivation to the time that you take it out, keeping your mind busy so that you're not just feeling sorry for yourself. Did you feel like there were moments where you just wanted to kind of tuck away and, and not do anything? What did you, was that hard to fight? It was extremely hard. I think the first week I was contemplating selling my bike, like, Oh, I'm, I'm clearly not cut out for this. Like I started getting very negative. Like I'm not good at mountain biker. Why did I think I could start? at my age because you know i didn't start when i was young at that point and i just was beating myself up and not to mention people in your circle sometimes really don't have the best for you sometimes they say like my coworkers, maybe you shouldn't do this you know you're too you're too old for this and people will get in your head and i yeah. think it taught me a lot of mental fortitude to know what i'm passionate about what i believe in and carry that that was mine that wasn't theirs that wasn't anybody else's i knew i'd be back and i'd be smarter i wouldn't be reckless and i think it was a lesson i needed to learn that's huge that's huge does that is that something that you figured out on your own or, or were there books that you were reading to kind of help guide you in that direction i had a lot of time to think considering i wasn't really doing anything so yeah yeah <laughs> That helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool though. Cause if, if you take like 10 people and they all get hurt at the same time and you let them go and you kind of monitor what their thoughts are, I'm sure they all come out a little different. It's right. cool that you went that way, that you went through the comeback route to become stronger from something that set you back. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely part of your personality because I could see it when you told us the Tennessee nationals story, like I got to get back to Tennessee because I left something there. And so that same mindset is true for what you're going through here or what you went through there. What did it feel like when you first got the cast off and you got the green light to jump on a bike? What did that feel mm -hmm. like? I actually have a video of it. And when I watch it, it gives me chills. I am on a bike lift at Snow Summit. I had just gotten cleared to ride. I think it was like a Saturday. And I was like, guys, I'm on a bike lift. I was excited at first. I was like, I'm going to ride the jumps. I'm so excited. And then I was like, immediately it switched. And I was like, started crying. I was like, I'm so thankful to be here. So thankful to be riding oh, again. I'm so awesome. thankful that my injury wasn't too severe. I'm thankful that I have the opportunity. You know what I mean? So it was, it was yeah. like a switch. It was like, I'm so overwhelmed at this moment. So happy. Dude, that's freaking awesome. That that attitude of gratitude it's it changes everything it changes everything the mindset the feeling the emotions that's so cool real bike tyson saying mtb community is the best much respect for sticking it out some people sell their gear and move on to bird watching <laughs> <laughs> 
this is true. This is true. Something a little more peaceful. <laughs> right. <laughs> Less but that's not, yes, but that's <laughs> not us. And I'm glad that you had that feeling. Like I, you know, I work around medicine and medical and a lot of coworkers are like, you do that crazy stuff. And I'm like, it's living. It feels so great. It is living. <laughs> it is. It is. There's something when you take off and you come back and you're just different. Mm -hmm. and we're definitely not normal. You know, like you said earlier, it's, it's a cool trail because there's a lot of things that can kill you and it's awesome. <laughs> so it, it makes us unique. And yeah. I think that that mindset of a mountain biker is what helps build such a strong community because we all see each other. We all know that, you know, shit can get real, but it's also fun yes. and we share it and we get to share it, which is awesome. So that's a good one on coming back from injury. I love that. What is it that you do for work, by the way? Are you, are you allowed? Are you free to say? Mm -hmm. uh, renewable project manager in construction. Whoa. Say that again. <laughs> renewable project manager is basically renewable energy. So battery storage, wind, transmission, substations um, wow. in construction. We got another smarty on the show, Joey. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could not spell that. Renewable, yeah, batteries and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And where did you move from before you moved to so Southern California? Oh, I came where? from Bend, Oregon. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Terrible That's place to live. Awful. Is it awful? Yeah, you no. don't want to go there. It's one of those <laughs> things, right? <laughs> don't tell anybody. Or it's is it really secret, awful? But it's also out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. 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 <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. We used to go mount to Mount Hood for uh for riding. And that was that was cool. I mean for snowboarding in the right. wintertime. Yeah. Places. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty up there. I see a lot of pictures from that area, your area. It's awful. It's awful. Don't it's go there. <laughs> Well, Naomi, you have been amazing. Mike Bush saying, my cousin runs the MTB community in Bend, Oregon. No way. Wow. Small world. I, I bet you guys would know who it is. Say the name on the count of three. Ready? Mike, pop it in. Naomi, say it. Say count of three. One, <laughs> two. They're saying no. She's saying no. <laughs> I was an XC girl, remember? I don't know. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> Yes, that's right. But not now. Look no. at you now. Now you do it all. Now you do that's it right. all. A little bit of everything. Free writer, Naomi Salgado. Naomi, tell the folks where they can keep in touch with you after they, if they don't know you and they, they found you on this podcast, where can they follow oh. you and contact um, you? Instagram would be the best. Homie Naomi, spelled like H-O-M-E. The other one was taken. H-O-M-E, yeah. there it is. Joey, just put it right there. Oh, Joey, give it a follow. Homie Naomi right there. <laughs> Joey's like, damn it, Mark. You had to bring that up. Look at that. Brittany, you got Brittany following you. Lodi Brothers. Uh, Brittany is uh, Dylan Stark's significant other. That's an epic sender to have mm -hmm. yes. following you. That That is very cool. Homie Naomi, H-O-M-E-Y, Naomi take a look at her on Instagram, give her a, a subscribe and uh, Mount by Q and a out of Miami at Miami following you now, totally following now. And uh bike park season is going to be, boy, what'll be a couple months away from bike park season. 
<laughs> she's jonesing. Let's she's, go, guys. She's jonesing. <laughs> and where would people see you in the wild? If they see you in the wild and they go, is that homie Naomi? They're going to look like this. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, it's going to be like, is that homie Naomi? <laughs> As you're flying through the air, uh, where would you most likely be spotted outside of the parks? Oh, Laguna, Laguna, Laguna. Laguna, yeah. there it is. Laguna. Mark, <laughs> all season is bike park season in Sacramento. That's true. <laughs> Mike Bush is definitely saying <laughs> it's all season is bike park season in San Clemente. That is true. That yep. is true. Yeah, they're doing some good stuff out there, man. It is crazy. Uh, we got this new thing, Naomi, that we're doing at the close of the show. We're asking our guests a question that came from the previous guest. Now, the previous guest was Spokesman MTB out in Durango, Colorado. He did this live bike build with like multiple cameras going on, and he did it. Even though all of us tried to derail him and he was sweating profusely under his flannel, we had no idea, but he told us afterwards. I was totally sweating, you guys. And he's he been out riding the bike, so he actually got it together. <laughs> he did wow. get it together. Yeah. But he did something funky. Didn't he like put the chain on different? He didn't have the rear derailleur set in the right position. That's you know what he, it was. Yeah, he just had it off a little bit. But other than uh, that, he did, he did a great job. He did great. He did great. He, uh, um, it was uh, Trail One Components helped sponsor that episode, gave away some stuff, so that was cool. Uh, but the question, Naomi, in closing is this. How do you prepare for an important event in your life? could be anything, but how do you prepare for something very important that's happening in your life? Mm. I write a lot of things down. I get all the thoughts on paper and deduce it from this big huge unknown into tangibles Ooh, ooh, i like that i like that a lot that is cool dang i don't think i could have answered it as 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 good you're hired you put the thought in the bubble and then you have all the exactly yeah there's a name for that what is yeah some fancy name but yeah there's fancy name for that yeah yeah that's cool though because it really does allow you to put everything out there that could kind of derail you or throw you off and you can focus then on the most important pieces and just it probably makes it way more attainable that way exactly that's pretty mm -hmm. epic i'm going to use that the next time i have something important going on i just need to find that now something important that i need to do <laughs> <laughs> by Q&A is saying, wow, that was quick and precise. Yes, for sure. That was very cool. Oh, Naomi, it's been a pleasure to have you. Anything that we didn't cover that you would like to say before uh, we end the show tonight? Anything from Oh, Naomi? that was great. I just hope to see you guys riding. Everyone enjoying themselves after the rain. Yes, yes, <laughs> after yeah. the rain. Definitely, it's going to be good. We're all going to be jonesing. Uh, take a look if you're in Laguna. Look for Naomi Salgado. Just yell out there, homie Naomi. And if somebody looks back, then you know you found her out there in the wild. Uh, this has been episode 140 with Naomi Salgado, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And uh, Joey, I can't believe we had homie Naomi, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, awesome. Keep safe out there. Trail dig, trail maintenance. The trail fairs will be out, so the trails are going to look different after all this. 
but it's going to be epic. We'll see you guys all at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the end of the segment podcast, and I am so thankful for you guys to be here. I really appreciate each and every one of you for downloading these episodes. Joey and I have a blast doing these shows, and I hope you guys love listening to them while you're either at work, on the trail, or driving to and from the trails. Big thanks going out to Naomi Salgado for dropping in with us and uh, sharing her story with us. And it's definitely inspiring. I love talking to people that are so passionate about our sport, especially somebody like her who has really grown as a writer within a short period of time. Just sheer passion, hard work, and just getting out there, taking calculated risks in order to get to the next level. And I cannot wait to see where Miss Homie Naomi goes next. At the end of the show, we're doing this new thing where we're asking the guests to plant a question for the next guest. And Naomi had planted this question for the guest who's going to be on episode 141 coming up next. The question that Naomi asked, and I'll ask it to you so you guys think about this. She said, what quote would you write on your mirror to see every day? Again, she asked, what quote would you write on your mirror for you to see and read and remind yourself of every day. Think about it. And if you see me out on the trails or you see Joe Yates out there, come up and let us know what you would put on there to help remind you to do every single day. That's going to be it for episode 140. Look forward to seeing you all back here on episode 141. And remember, when life gets at you until the next time we see each other, just one pedal down each and every time. Climb that mountain of obstacle, whatever that case is, because there'll always be a top, there'll always be an end to it, and then there'll always be a reward, the downhill. So see you guys back here in the studio for episode 141, and hey, I'll see you guys at the top.